You are listening to episode 112 of Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast, Bust the Winter Blues. In this episode, I'll share why that is a super catchy title that I picked, but actually not what we want to do. So let's talk about it. Welcome to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. I'm Kelsey Sorensen, a former elementary teacher and current homeschool mom. And even though I've been a resource creator since 2014, I've realized that printables alone aren't all you need in order to thrive as a teacher or homeschool parent. That's why I also created this show and got certified as a life coach to help you finally kick burnout to the curb and feel confident with whatever challenges come your way. With the right mindset strategies and new teaching inspiration, you're going to be well on your way to your best teacher life. Now let's go. All right, my friend, today is a little bit different of an episode. It's a super exciting episode because not only am I recording by myself like I usually am, I'm recording this episode with over 50 of our listeners here inside the studio with me, which I can already tell is so much fun. We talked for, we didn't even start recording for about 10 minutes because we were having so much fun all chatting together. So if you are listening now and you're like, oh, darn it, I missed it. I promise you I'm going to find another time to do this. I'm sure this will be the first of probably at least quarterly we'll do this. I think I think this is needed and a lot of fun. Quick intro about me, though, since we are doing this live. And whenever I do a webinar, I like to introduce myself. And I've realized that some of you might have been following along on the podcast for a while, but maybe you don't really know much about me because I feel like I did an intro at the very beginning and we're over 100 episodes in. So might as well do this for newer listeners or just if you're like, I don't know who Kelsey really is. So uh, my name is Kelsey Sorensen. I am a former teacher. I taught third grade. I subbed kindergarten through sixth, and now I'm a homeschool mom. I've been doing that since my fourth grader was in the kindergarten. I created White Teacher Mommy in 2014 after having my oldest. Um, I was subbing and I realized that I'd been a teacher, right? So I'd been in the classroom. I knew that getting a sub and planning for a sub was like a huge pain. But also when I started being a sub, it was like, oh, there are times where I could probably use a little bit more. And luckily I was a teacher, so I could totally do it. But I'm like, what about the subs who aren't, you know? So I started making the sub plans that both would be easy for teachers and that teachers would love. And then also for subs, they love it too. So kind of just the perfect combination there started making those putting them on teachers pay teachers that started growing and wife teacher mommy was born super exciting and over the years we started creating more different resources i started homeschooling in 2019 i was wondering i was like i love supporting the teachers i don't want to stop that but i also want to support homeschool parents too so how do we how do i do that how do i support both teachers like continue doing what i'm doing with teachers but also help the homeschool parents now that i'm a homeschool mom and then COVID happened. So that naturally happened where we were able to start making home learning packets, but then we were having teachers buy them to send home with their kids and the parents 
uh, would buy them or to send home for their students and the parents would buy them for their kids. And then we just kind of kept both audiences. It's been a lot of fun to support both teachers and parents here at Wife Teacher Mommy. Now, the other thing that happened around that same time period in 2019, I had my youngest child. His name is Peter. He's now four. He's adorable. He's got what you call what he calls. We just went to the hair salon the other day. He calls it Luke Skywalker hair. He is just this cute little, I don't know, almost a mullet. Like we asked him if he wanted to cut short. He's like, no, I want my Luke Skywalker hair. He's never even seen Star Wars, but the last time he was there, the um, hairstylist called it that. And so he calls it that every time. It's super cute. And that is what led to me five days later ending up in the emergency room. I had a major anxiety attack, but at the time I didn't know that's what it was. And I didn't know that that's what I actually had been having for years. And this was just the worst one that I had had. Now, I'd always just consider myself an anxious person. Like I have anxiety. I'm an anxious person. This is who I am. I was labeling myself as that, which I now know is a cognitive distortion of taking a label and putting it on yourself. And we've talked about that in the episode about cognitive distortion. So if you haven't listened to that one, be sure to check it out. Um, but with that, I just, you know, never got the help I needed. So this was kind of the breaking point that I knew I needed to get that support. I couldn't keep like just going on as they had. I needed to take some time to slow down, to figure out what was going on and get some help, right? So I did. Um, was diagnosed with postpartum anxiety and anemia for one. I got on prescriptions for both of those things. I started working with a therapist, highly recommend therapy, love therapy. But then by January, I was feeling a lot more stable. And But there was a time where I was asked to do something that I didn't feel like I had the capacity to do. Now, have any of you had this before? Any of you in the studio or like, um, think about it in your head? If you've ever been asked to do something, you're just, I do not have the capacity for this, but I don't know how to say no. I feel like a lot of us, so many of us, women especially, but also men, tend to want to help those around us. And we don't want to say no, right? It's like, I want to help you, but I also feel like I don't have the capacity to do this. So I went in a Facebook group and I posted in there. I was like, I don't know what to do about this. And somebody in the comments was like, hey, girl, you need to talk to this girl named Lizzie Langston. She is a life coach, actually for postpartum women, which I was at the time, right? I just spilled my whole story that I kind of just told you about how I just had my baby and all that. So I started working with her for over a year. I worked with a life coach with Lizzie. She's incredible. I'm actually working with her again now. She's helping me with all my mindset stuff with writing the book, which I'm, I'm going to get to. Um, but it was the biggest game changer for me. So I started working personally with the coach. And then around that same time, we launched our membership Wife Teacher Mommy Club. And at the time, it was just getting access to our resources. And we planned on doing an event, which I called White Teacher Mommy Live because we didn't have. Um, and I surveyed those current members and we're like, what is it that you need? What support do you need? And we realized that, I mean, this shouldn't have been a shocking discovery. I mean, I knew it when we were asking the biggest problems. They weren't all going to be solved by printables. They just weren't. And printables solve a lot of problems, but they don't solve other problems. It's like, OK, I've got this done, but now there's this next thing I'm stressed about. Right. So, like, OK, let's make sure that this event helps with a lot of that. But I was like, you know what? This coaching has been a game changer for me. I want to bring it to everybody. I was not certified as a coach yet. So it's like, I need to find a coach to come in and coach our members. So I found Chrissy Nichols, who, who hands up if you know Chrissy, those of you in the studio. She's also been on the podcast like three or four times already. She's incredible. We had her come, uh, come in to coach our members, come on the podcast. 
And a few months later, I decided I wanted to certify as coach too. So we now offer the coaching inside Wife Teacher Mommy Club, which is a lot of fun. I'm a certified life coach. We do our Educate and Rejuvenate events, which have been incredible. We've had thousands of teachers come to our biggest summer events. And then our winter events that we do, our winter one is upcoming, is smaller, it's more intimate. It's just with our members. We love doing these events because they're really unlike any other PD that I've been to because we have like sessions about all the different teaching topics, but then we also have the coaching component as well. So I'm the host of the Educate and Rejuvenate conferences. I'm a certified life coach. Um, I also recently got invited to present at the Teacher Heart Out Cruise, which I'm excited about. But the big thing is that they then connected me with Teacher Goals Publishing. And so I chatted with them for a while and they're like, hey, we'd love to publish a book with you. I wasn't so sure about it. I was like, do I have time to write a book? Ultimately decided to do it because I realized, you know what? This is going to be the thing that helps me to help even more teachers and get more clear on my work and the concepts, get it all in written format. And as I've been writing this book, I'm in the process right now. I am just getting so many ideas. They now already in my head. I'm like, I know a full course module I'm going to make for my members. And it's just like overflowing and so many ideas. So exciting. So Anyway, that is a little bit about me. For those of you who are new or just may not have known all of that, um, I went a little longer than I thought, especially with that like haircut part, but that's okay. Um, but now you know who you're getting advice from on Wife, Teacher, Mommy, the podcast this week. So Dusty, there's not a book yet. I am writing the book right now. I will let you know as soon as pre-orders are out. Um, and I love how I'm already also, like now that I did that intro, I'm popping in the comments a little bit. I'm seeing a lot of people helping each other out in the chat as well. Like you're like agreeing with what I'm saying. Um, people talking about their first year teaching. Joanne says she's homeschooling. Love it. And Bethany was talking about her husband, about feeling this way, not being able to say no. We're seeing a lot of camaraderie here in the chat and um, helping each other out too. So Karen said like how to deal with guilt. And then um, Jennifer says you are so right to ask it a different way until they get I saw somebody answer somebody's question you're all going so fast though so that's okay we are how do you deal with no how do you deal with no guilt i'm not sure what you mean by how do i deal with no guilt how do i deal with guilt like feeling guilt so guilt is an emotion right that's something that we create when we think certain thoughts about way the way things should be right and we're going to talk about that we're going to get to that if you still have that question to end of this episode we'll get into that as well Okay, so let's dive into this episode. Also, just like I was kind of doing in the chat here, I love to engage with all of you too. And what I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast don't realize is you might listen to the podcast each week and get those golden nuggets. And like I was talking about, it can be a little bit of a solitary experience, which is great. Like, I mean, I love being here in my office and recording this podcast and then you listening wherever you can. But also... In our Wife, Teacher, Mommies Unite Facebook group, that is our free Facebook group, every week we start a discussion thread about the podcast episode and we pick a giveaway winner every week. So after this episode airs, once you're done listening, um, be sure to head on over to the Facebook group and join the discussion and connect with other teachers who are listening and applying the same tools that you are listening to this podcast. And when we engage with each other, we can just help each other even more and also, you will be entered to win a prize. I can't remember what it is each week. We do so many giveaways and hard time sometimes keeping track of what is what. So I'm not going to say something here in case it's not the right thing. But there is definitely a giveaway. Okay, so let's get into the meat of this episode now. So I want all of you 
to ponder this question. And if you're in the studio with me right now, I want you to actually answer in the chat and I'm going to read off some of your responses. How would you define the winter blues? Because that is what we're talking about today. What does it mean to you? How does it feel to you? Does it really ring true? Like, are you like, oh yeah, I feel the winter blues? Or is it simply a concept or an idea that like, oh, maybe, uh, yeah, I understand what it is, but maybe I don't really feel it that much. Again, there's no right or wrong here. Is it simply a concept or an idea to you? How do you feel it? How does it apply to your life? What does it mean? There are simply things we do not have control over during the winter season, right? And a lot of those are the things that you just mentioned. We can't control the amount of daylight hours, like scientifically, logistically. We can't control the sickness, the calendar schedule. When there are fewer holidays that break between like winter break and spring break, can't control any of that. Another thing we don't have control over that I'm not sure has been mentioned yet, or I think actually one of you might have, but we um, don't have any control over our serotonin levels. When there are fewer daylight hours, we actually have lower serotonin. And that makes it so we even more easily go into a stress response, which is similar to like, sometimes they're called trauma responses. Sometimes we can just call them a stress response. And I like to go with stress response, but I'm just talking about it in a general sense because it doesn't have to be a major trauma. And we can understand that we are more likely to go into a stress response, which um, you might have heard these same things called trauma responses before, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Those can be related to trauma, but they can also just happen when we are stressed out and we get activated. So the last two weeks on the podcast, and whether you've listened to them or not, I highly recommend listening to them after this one. Um, two weeks ago, we had Leah Davidson on the podcast. We talked all about nervous system regulation. And then we had Lindsay Coleman on the podcast and we talked about trauma. But whether it's trauma or just a stress response, we can go into fight, flies, freeze, or fawn. And when that happens, it's not our choice. This is not a case of our thoughts creating our feelings like we talk about in the self-coaching model. This is a stress response that is kind of above that. So like a stress response would go in the circumstance line of the self-coaching model. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, we're going to get into that. We're just starting with the nervous system piece here today. So um, that is outside of our control. So those are the things and all the things we talked about that we just don't have control over, right? So things that we do have control over. So first I talked, and again, I have a list of things I'm going to talk over, but then also we're gonna see some amazing ones in the chat. So Rose says our attitudes, yes. Um, taking elderberry. Yes, I highly recommend elderberry and vitamins and probiotics. Probiotics actually really help too because our gut health has a lot to do with our whole health. And I actually think that's why, like, yes, I do have this, but I did not get hit. It took me a lot longer to get it. Like my whole family had it. And then I didn't get as bad of a case as some of my other family members. Well, maybe my husband, again, I think he had other factors too. I'm not blaming him or anything, but I'm just saying, I do feel like um, we may still get sick, but it does like make it less bad. Um, like I actually have felt pretty good today is just like talking for a little while, you know? Um, okay, attitude of gratitude. Yes, like writing in a gratitude journal, creating fun activities, activities or hobbies, getting outside about daylight or using a therapy lamp. Oh my goodness. See, you're already like starting to write what I have here on the podcast. You're Bring in all the goodness here. I love it. 
Okay. Healthy both mentally and physically and emotionally. Yes. Melissa, we can find a mentor. Exactly. We can control our eating and healthy habits as well as our mindset. Movement breaks. Zinc helps good things into our minds and bodies. I love all this. Okay. So I'm going to go over the things that I have written in my podcast outline and then I'll check back in. So um, one of the first things we can do, like I mentioned, we can't control if we're in a stress response cycle, right? And I'm going to talk a little bit about the stress cycle today. We talked about the nervous system in the last two episodes and um, nervous system awareness is really important on top of all the other mindset and body tools that we've been talking about on the podcast. Now, I've been reading this book. It's called Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. They are twin sisters. I've been both reading and listening to it. I have a Kindle where you can like switch back and forth between the two and I love it. Um, But this book and I I read one of their other, Emily's book before, Come As You Are, where she talked about this. So I kind of knew the background concept of it. But in this big burnout, they really dive deep into the stress cycle. And I want to just talk a little bit about that with all of you today. So in the stress cycle, we're in a normal state with our nervous system. It's kind of like a regulated state that we talked about on the podcast with Leah Davidson or being inside our window of tolerance where we can handle stressful situations. But if a trigger or something happens where we get pushed out of it, and remember this happens more easily during the winter time, um, then we our regular thinking brain kind of goes offline and we aren't able to do the things we would normally do, such as like think about our thinking process our feelings. Basically, when we are activated, we're not going to be an observer of ourselves, whether we're observing our thoughts or observing our feelings and being intentional. We just aren't intentional. We're in survival mode. Our body is literally thinks it's like the same thing as if it's like fighting off a bear or if, you know, your house is on fire or something, your nervous system scan, it's like danger, danger. And it thinks you're actually in danger. So it's doing all the things that your body is doing, like pumping up adrenaline so you can like escape the danger, right? But we may not necessarily need to do that. So what happens is even if it goes away, so imagine, so for one example, like um, the bear, for example, somebody takes out the bear, right? Like, so there's a bear, the bear is coming to attack you. Um, Good news, somebody else there like took out the bear, so the bear is no longer about to attack you. Your body doesn't all of a sudden regulate, right? The stressor is gone. There's the bear is gone, but the stress is still there. So there are two different things. So in the stress cycle, we have like our normal state and then we go into the activated state. But then even when the stressor goes away, we need to complete the cycle because our bodies don't know that the stressor is gone. We're still dealing with the stress even though the stressor isn't there. Or there are times where maybe the stressor is there, like, right? Like something we can't control, like at school or whatever, but we can deal with the stress part, right? So the way that we do that, the way that we can complete the stress cycle, and we're going to talk about this even more in our upcoming workshop because we'll be able to have more visuals and stuff um, prepared by then. But the way we can complete that cycle and deal with the stress before we can do any of the other things, there are seven ways that the Nagoski sisters, and Jen said the stress is harder after the event. Yeah, you know, like when you just can't let go of the stress, it's like, wait, why am I still stressing about this? And then maybe you're like getting mad at yourself or still stressing over it, right? Um, so there are things that we physically can do that we need to physically do one of these things to complete that stress cycle. And there are seven that they named in the book. 
Um, and this book is called Burnout. If you want to check it out, it's really, really good. It's called Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. Highly recommend. They're also really engaging on audio. They switch off reading and you really can't tell the difference who's reading though because they're twins, but I love them. Um, okay. But the things we can do, the highly most top recommended, the one they say this is the very best, but some people don't want to do it. So we have all the other ways. The best way to complete the stress cycle is physical movement. Now, when people say that like working out or going on a walk or something helps relieve their stress, this is why. It is the number one way to help us complete the stress cycle. Now, it doesn't have to be a workout like, oh, I'm going to like work out super intense. And it doesn't have to be because there's anything wrong with your body because there's not. Like if you want to lose weight because you want to lose weight, that's fine, but you don't have to. Um, so physical movement is one of the key ways to complete the cycle. The next way we can do that is by um, breathing, focusing on our breathing. And I'm reading a book by one of the top breathing experts right now. I actually, it was one of our, um, a member of our community, Sarah. If you're here, the Sarah, you're going to know which Sarah, there are a lot of Sarahs in our community. Sarah Roland, if you're here, <laughs> we were chatting about this. We were maybe going to do a podcast about it together too, but um, there's this guy, his name is Patrick McEwen. And he wrote the book, The Breathing Cure, which I'm, which I'm reading right now. I'm reading so many books as I'm writing my own book. Um, I'm reading it right now. And we will also be having him on the podcast. Actually, I'm in communication with him. But one of the things I learned that is fascinating is that we want to breathe lightly, deeply, and slowly. So a lot of us, we breathe way too fast, which actually makes it so we don't keep as much of the and it's really interesting like we don't get as much of the effect of the carbon dioxide which we actually need when we breathe fast it's like we don't get as much of that and um so we need to breathe slower we need to breathe deeper is in all the way down to our diaphragm and part of the reason that we breathe a lot of us breathe from our chest is partially honestly because of body standards actually as i've been diving into it like like oh we don't want our stomach to be round so we start breathing through our chest like into just our chest when we should be breathing all the way down to our diaphragm our stomachs are supposed to move when we breathe so i focus on breathing slower they actually talk about in the um book as we're you're kind of doing this slower breathing and training yourself to try to get to six breaths a minute so it's like um, it's like four seconds in, six seconds out. And you try to breathe deep, slow, because again, four seconds in, six seconds out. And then um, you want to breathe lightly. So you actually, a lot of us, when we think of a deep breath, we kind of go, and we try to like take in so much air. And that's actually too much. We want to breathe like lightly. We want to feel a slight ear hunger is what they called it, because that is what makes it so we... I'm trying to remember again, I'm still like studying this, but that helps us to have a tiny bit of that air hunger to like breathe in light. So we're not feeling like over, like we're not over breathing. So light, but all the way in and slower helps us a ton. So deep breathing, but positive social interactions are really going to help you with completing the stress cycle as well. Um, and kind of go along with that laughter. So if you, if you can combine laughter with the positive social interactions, a section has actually been studied that you know, and that's why you hear about like the eight second hug. I don't know if you've heard of that or the six second kiss. Um, these things really help us to get that connection. 
that helps us to complete the stress cycle. Crying can help us as well. Like, you know, the release that we get through crying, good productive cry, not like a cry like, oh, I'm like, you know, like, but it's just like, hey, I'm getting the emotion out, right? And then the final one is creative expression. Like, you know, there are times where I felt angry or whatever, and you just kind of get it out, write a poem. It doesn't even have to be good. Just get it down, be creative, you know, really helps to do that. And again, this is not like you need to do all these things to complete the cycle. I'm not telling you, you need to do this and that and that and that. These are different options of things that you can do to complete that stress cycle. So you might be wondering, well, how do I know when I've dealt with the stress, when I've completed the stress cycle? So what Emily and Amelia had to say about it is that you'll know just kind of like when you know you're full after a meal. And similar to that, some people are more able, more easily able to identify that than others. And some people might take a little bit longer than others. It might not be immediate. They're like, oh, yeah, right this moment. You know, that's why sometimes like we need to wait and see if we feel full, you know. But you can just trust yourself that you will know. And what I would add to that is remembering what we learned about how we can't really be an observer of our thoughts or our feelings if we're in an activated state. If we find that we're able to do those things without any difficulty, then we'll know that we have regulated ourselves. So that would be the big test is like, okay, um, am I able to do um, a thought download right now and actually look at my thoughts? I'm not able to do that right now. Then you know you probably still have not completed that cycle. So three categories of what we can control. So the first is completing the stress cycle and then within the, a lot of subcategories, right? The next thing we can control is what we do with our emotions. So, um, and I've talked about this before, this may be a review to some of you. It's going to be new information to some of you too. So I really want to go over it. So we think we are good at feeling our feelings, but oftentimes we find ourselves doing something else with our feelings rather than actually feeling or processing them. So I'm going to go over the four or the four things we can do with our feelings. They want you to think about which you find yourself doing the most. So the first thing we do is we resist our feelings. So that is when we push the emotion away and we're like, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to be anxious right now. It's kind of like when people talk about like bottling it up. Um, it creates more tension. And this is what we might be doing. So what I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, bust through the winter blues. When it's like, no, I got to bust through it. I got to like, no, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel those winter blues. Like, I mean, you're really trying to tense with it and like, you know, try to beat it up or whatever. Um, that is when we are trying to resist our emotions. So. This is one I think we do a lot, my friends. Okay, the next one we tend to do is react to our emotions. So this is when we have a big external reaction to it. So we're like yelling, lashing out at someone, crying. And again, crying is like one that's like, I mean, it can be really good release. It depends on if it's like a dramatic, like like crying is good. Crying is a release. But it's more like if you're having like, I'm so, everything is so terrible, you know, like that. Um, that might not be as productive. That might just be a big reaction, right? Like if you imagine you're like, is this my version of a toddler tantrum? If it's not, then, you know, that might be helping you process your emotions. But if it's your version of a toddler tantrum, might be reacting and acting out your emotions rather than actually noticing and feeling. The next one that we tend to do, and I think resist and avoid are the ones we do the most often, though I do think we all react in a certain ways. It's bigger reactions for some of us than others. But the next one they think all of us do a lot, okay, is avoiding our emotions. So this is when we try to do anything, anything in the world to try to avoid feeling the emotion. 
And for those of us, you who are in Wife Teacher Mommy Club, we a lot of times also call this buffering. This is when we try to do anything else other than feel it. So we might head to our pantry. We might be like, oh, I need some retail therapy. That is buffering. That's when you're trying to buy something to make yourself feel better rather than just feeling the emotion. Um, you might, it can even be something good. It could be like, I'm going to go work out and you're doing that not because I'm going to complete the stress cycle, but because um, I just want to avoid feeling the feeling. Or it could be um, that you drink or that you scroll your phone or, you know, you call a friend to talk about something else to distract yourself. So you could just put off feeling the feeling. But what you'll notice is it doesn't go away. It just extends the feeling of that feeling, right? So, and it's still kind of there the whole time, but we're trying to avoid it. We're trying our best. We believe that we really can, but it's going, even if we like for the moment it goes away, it comes back and sometimes it comes back with a vengeance. So, and I see in here, um, yeah, Katie said, try not to react in a negative way to those who push our buttons. Yes. Um, yeah, and then I like to see a lot of you in the chat saying that you do this. And that's fine. I do it too. We all do it. These are human things. So awareness around this is not so you can beat yourself up when you find yourself avoiding emotions or reacting to them or um, resisting them. Like there are times like I've had, like I actually wrote in my book about a time where I majorly reacted to my emotions. It was just earlier this year. It was a major one with my husband. Major reaction. And... After the fact, it was just like, huh, why did I do that? It's not, we don't need to beat ourselves up about it. We just need to be like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I have this awareness now. I don't want to use it against myself. I want to use it for myself. And I want to have so much compassion and non-judgment with myself. So I can be like, why am I doing this? And, you know, just go from there. It kind of helps us to get to know ourselves and be an observer of ourselves. It gives us something to observe. It's what makes life interesting, right? When we can look at ourselves, like if it were just perfect and we never did any of these things, then it wouldn't be really interesting to observe ourselves, right? We learn so much about ourselves by observing as we do these things that we're going to continue to do, but we'll just get better at noticing them and redirecting and then feeling good about ourselves when we redirect. Like, it's amazing. Okay, but the final thing we can do, and this is what, when maybe you notice, oh, I'm resisting, oh, I'm reacting, oh, I'm avoiding. Like, okay, let's move on to actually processing our emotions. So this is when we are simply being aware and present of our feelings. A lot of times we are trying so hard to avoid our negative emotions, but we realize like, what is the worst part of a negative emotion, right? It's just the feeling in our body. Can we handle that? Can we handle the feeling of this negative emotion? Can I handle the tightness in my chest or the you know, feeling running through my veins or the um, feeling in my jaw and like all that, just sitting with it for a bit. We can do it. We can totally do it. Like if I can inject you with anxiety or the worst feeling in the world, you could do it. You could feel that emotion. And that is the worst thing that would happen. Feelings themselves don't actually hurt us. We think they do, like it feels dangerous, but they don't, our feelings don't hurt us. So what we can do is we can process them instead. It's simply being aware of them. Bringing awareness to our emotions. Help us just, oh yeah, I'm feeling anxious right now or I'm feeling overwhelmed right now or I'm feeling angry right now or I'm feeling sad right now. I'm feeling really down right now. Whatever it is, be like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling this. What is it? And just kind of doing a body scan through your body. Like, what does it feel like in my head? What does it feel like in my jaw? What does it feel like in my eyes? 
What does it feel like in my shoulders? What does it feel like, you know, going all the way down, doing a body scan, all the way down to your pinky toe? What does it feel like in your pinky toe? Like really get familiar with your body. We tend to be so much in our heads. When we get into our bodies and really feel what's going on, we really, as we do that, as we do that body scan, you'll notice the feeling actually simmers down when the other things tend to just make the emotion worse. So the ironic thing is that by feeling the emotions, we actually naming it, feeling it, we tame the emotions. Yes, like Sarah said, name it to tame it, right? So it's magical. And you can even start asking yourself questions like, what is this feeling? Naming it, where do I feel in my body? Does it have a color, a shape, a texture? I know it sounds weird, but trust me, it really does help. You can do that body scan, again, all the way down. And just like the stress cycle, you can breathe here too. Breathing also helps with processing those strong emotions. You can take that for deep breath, like all the way into your diaphragm, taking just the right amount of air, not too much, just the right amount of air and breathe it out slowly. And yeah, it's really powerful. So we just take that time to feel our emotions. It can actually help us help them to simmer down. It's pretty amazing. Okay, so that is what we can do with our emotions. And then the final thing we can do is then once we like, we talk about this emotion work and processing our emotions and how our emotions, like we don't have to be afraid of them. Like our lives, we're going to have like, my mentor Brooke Castillo really says it's like 50-50. We're going to have 50% positive, 50% negative emotions. So there's nothing wrong with feeling it, right? Uh, but the next thing we can do, we become an observer of our bodies and our feelings and the next thing you can do is observe your thoughts, how we think about situations, how we treat ourselves, whether or not we accommodate the season for ourselves rather than just trying to bust it or push through it, allowing that season to be a little softer if it needs to be, rather than having these shoulds that you're telling yourself, I should do this, I should do that. Like maybe, maybe that was great a few months ago and maybe now it's not, right? So I'm going to go over the self-coaching model again for a minute. So our self-coaching model that we talked about is how our unconscious thoughts control so much of what is going on in our lives. And from a Google search, it said we have about 70,000 thoughts a day. The exact number doesn't really matter. We just know it's a whole ton of thoughts. But we can't possibly keep track of all of them. But the interesting thing is that so many of those thoughts are repetitive and so many of those thoughts are negative. So if we can take some time to just notice what those thoughts are, we can see how those are cre helping to create those feelings, actions, and results. So if we want to feel better, we can start paying attention to what we think. So I'm going to give a quick example here. I have, and I'm going to put this in the chat really quick, actually, this like story that I wrote. <laughs> so we have, um, this is a story from a fictional person that I just wrote. And it says, I hate the winter because it is so dark all the time. The sun doesn't come up until 7.30 and I get up at 6 and it is already down before my husband gets home from work. It's so cold that we can't go outside or do anything fun with the kids. I feel so helpless. I just lay on the couch and watch my kids play iPads because there is nothing I can do about it. I just can't wait until it is spring. Now, there are some things that are true in there, right? There are things she can't control. She can't control that it is winter. She can't control that she wakes up at 6. Well, I mean, I guess she actually could. But that was the circumstance in this situation, right? That she was up at 6 that day. But she, we can't control that the sun comes up at 7.30. Uh, we can't control when the sun goes down. And she can't control when her husband gets home, right? But the thing she's telling herself, like, I hate winter. It is so dark all the time. It is so cold. 
We can't go outside or do anything fun with the kids. I feel so helpless. There's nothing I can do about it. I just can't wait until it is spring. So when she just keeps telling herself, like, but yeah, we can't control it's winter. But if we just keep telling ourselves, like, I hate that it's winter. Um, there's nothing we can do. We can't go outside. Can we not go outside? Or could we bundle up and go sledding or do something fun and then have some hot chocolate? You know, just wait if we can think about it differently. Um, I just can't wait until it is spring. What about what is something I can enjoy about the winter, right? So, but I want to like take this and put it in a model, right? So I'm going to put this in the chat as well. So the way we talk about, for those of you who are here live, for those of you who are on the podcast, do not worry. I am going to um, talk through this entire thing with all of you. Okay, circumstance. Um, the winter sun comes up at six and it goes down before dinner. Her thought that we're going to look at, because when we do a model, we just look at one thought at a time. And I realized that came out horribly in the chat. I apologize. Um, but the thought, it is so dark all the time. And again, that is a thought, right? That is not a circumstance. Let me tell you why. Because all the time, is it so dark all the time? Is there no light during the day? There is some light, right? A she where she lives might have more light than maybe somebody in Alaska has the other times of year. So it's subjective, right? And even if it is true, like even if I weren't to fight with you, like it's so dark all the time, does it serve us to continue thinking that? Like you don't even have to like keep thinking something, even if it is true. I mean, that, that kind of blew my mind when I like, re like heard that on a podcast the other day, even though I knew it. But it's like, oh, even if it is true, does it serve me to keep thinking it? So you can either question if it's true. Like, again, we could look at it subjectively, like, no, it's not dark all the time. But also, is it serving me to continue thinking it's so dark all the time? It's so dark all the time. It's so dark all the time. No, right? That makes her feel sad when she thinks that. And what she does, so again, our thought, it's so dark all the time, does the feeling of sadness. The thing she does, she stays inside. She tells herself she's helpless. She lounges around while the kids play iPads. She ruminates on her sadness. She resists the feeling of sadness. She doesn't think of creative ideas to make the season more exciting. She's not grateful for the daylight that she does have. And she's just wishing the time away. She's just wishing it's spring. And the result is she's preventing herself from understanding how to make the most of the winter season, right? So those of you who are in my Teacher Mommy Club, I know this time you are here in the studio with me. Um, this is where our coaching can help you to like really understand this more. We can like help you with models. You can come get coached when you're struggling with this. Um, and even listening on the Members Only Private Podcast and hearing other people get coached, we're doing a private podcast challenge this month in November. For those of you who are members, if you listen to the coaching, even that can just help you rewire your brain and learn how to use the tools as you hear them being applied to other people. So just like this example today, and you're like, oh, that's how the model works, right? Um, okay, so we can control our thinking, right? And then the last thing we can control is we can control some of our circumstances, right? And actually, I want to read, read Chris. She says, honestly, love this system. I do this with my seven-year-old now. When she told me her classmate that sits next to her, he does annoying things and it bothers her. So I tell her, we can't control what she does. What can you control? What can you do? And she probably solve things herself. I love it. Yes, I love it. And I love you're teaching it to her as well. And that's actually something I'm working on in my book too. In the book, there's going to be a you try it section, which is like you applying it to yourself like we're doing today. And then there's going to be a you teach it section in every chapter. So we're not only like learning this work ourselves, but we're going to teach it to the next generation as well. Um, okay, so final thing we're going to look at what we can control is um, 
parts of our environment we can control, right? So we can control some circumstances. There are times where maybe we want to change the circumstance. Like in coaching, we talk a lot of times about like, oh, like it's not the circumstance that's your thought about it. But what about maybe I do want to change a certain circumstance, right? So maybe like, like I mentioned before, maybe our schedule as we had it set up before, maybe it doesn't serve us right now. Maybe instead of trying to think our way around, like, oh, I just need to bust through it. I just need to make, still get this whole to-do list done that I made back when it was sunny and I have more sunlight. I just need to think my way around it. You can, or you can even change it. You could adjust your schedule a little bit for the season. You could also like do some light therapy. And I know somebody in the chat mentioned that. That made me happy when I saw that. But red light um, really helps. Exposure to the light, especially in the morning, can help regulate our internal clock and improve our mood. So you could be like, okay, I'm struggling with this. I'm going to get a red light. I'm going to get some light therapy so I can get that light to kind of help with those levels, right? Those um, serotonin levels through the light. So while the circumstance of the light outside you can't control, you can bring some in, right? So that's another circumstance um, you could change. Or you could do things to make teaching more exciting right now um, or even like parenting with your kids. So for example, like in the model I did, which was definitely more of a parenting model for that one. Um, but instead of like just sitting around playing iPads on the weekend because it's too cold, there's nothing we can do. You can bundle up and make a snowman or make snow angels or have a snowball fight and just make memories, right? And that's something you couldn't do during the warmer season. So just finding ways to enjoy it. Um, and then in teaching, maybe mix things up a little bit. Have some more fun. A lot of you here are members of the club, of Wife's Teacher Mommy Club. We have so many resources that you can download to mix things up. You could do a secret Santa in your classroom. I highly recommend that one. It is so much fun. It builds classroom community. The kids love the secretly ready to each other. They start being nice to each other. Like so many great activities and things you can do. Um, you can study holidays around the world, which helps us to learn about different cultures, brings in history, brings in research, like so much fun. Um, you can learn about the water cycle and what it has to do with snow. Like there are things we can do to make teaching a little more exciting and bring the winter into it so we can enjoy it a bit more and our students. And another thing we can do is find different ways to offer ourselves support, right? Um, so you are you being here right now, investing your time to be here on this podcast today, whether you're here live or you're listening later. You made the time for this for yourself. You invested time to help you to be able to become your best self, to be able to recenter, to be able to get new ideas to help you survive this winter. You are already doing it. So high five to all of you. I'm so proud of you for being here. Um, Finding support for yourself. You're not just getting stuck in the hustle and bustle of I have to always be doing things, but you're like, how do I then refill my cup? How do I um, invest in myself? And that is not only with money, but it's also with time, right? Um, but sometimes it may involve investing money in yourself too. Um, and I feel like some of us, like we have such an easy time investing money in like something our spouse needs or especially something our kids need. Like, oh yeah, I'll throw all the money at like my kids' activities and stuff for my children or they want this toy or oh, I want to get them this for Christmas or whatever. And then we struggle with investing in ourselves. And I think that's just something to be aware of. Like, you know, if you need something for yourself, I want all of you who are here live, what is something you do to invest in yourself, time and or money. Um, those of you who are here live, if you're not here live, just think about it in your head. Time or money that you are doing to invest in yourself right now. Um, like maybe you sign up for a meditation app 
I did that recently. I love it. I love that it gives me that time to just recenter um, and, you know, focus on myself. Maybe you go do a mani-pedi with some friends. That is like, you know, the um, where you get the connection, right, that we talked about earlier in this and, you know, self-care. Um, maybe a weekend with your partner or spouse, if you have one, that has connection and affection. Am I right? And, you know, it's an investment that you can make to help your relationship, to help you get some time away. Um, riding your bike, karate. Um, Chris, I found this because I need the resources for my kids, but stay for yourself. See, that is awesome because you're like, yeah, I, that's the cool thing about Wife Teacher Mommy Club is you do get things for the kids, also for yourself. Alyssa said Calm is a great meditation app. I love that one too. Calm is a great one. I've done Calm Headspace. The one I'm using right now is Gabby because I love Gabby Bernstein. It's a great app. Um, Melissa said she's going on the teacher hot on cruise. Yay! I cannot wait to see you there. That's going to be so much fun. Uh, join a prayer group. I love that prayer group of coworkers. That is amazing. I love that. Um, occasionally, long drive for silence. That is so good. I want to recap everything. So we understand what we don't have control over, right? We don't have control over certain things with the winter blues, like the weather, our serotonin levels, uh, amount of daylight, school schedule, all the things we talked about. But there are also the things we do have control over. So let's recap all of those. Okay. Um, so the fourth or the three things um, that I recommend that you do. So first is um, be aware of if you are in a stress response cycle if needed. Deal with the stress, not just the stressors. So when you're feeling stressed, we need to deal with that stress itself, not just the thing that's making you stressed, but the actual stress. And that is how you complete the stress cycle. You can't really do anything else. You can't become an observer of your emotions and thoughts if you are in the middle of a stress cycle, if your nervous system is activated. So if you feel like it's activated or if you try to do a model or process your feelings and it's just not working, you might need to complete that cycle first. So the way we do that are through seven things. Those are physical activity, breathing lightly, deeply, and slowly, positive social interactions, laughter, affection, crying, and creative expression. Again, you don't have to do all of them. I'm not adding seven things to your to-do list. Those are just the seven things that can help with completing that cycle. The next thing you can do is become an observer of your emotions and your thoughts. Realize what you're doing with your emotions. Are you resisting them? Are you reacting to them? Are you avoiding them? Or are you fully processing them and sitting with those feelings, which will help them to actually simmer down, naming it, to tame it, all those things. And your thoughts. Are you paying attention to what you are thinking? Because you're, what you're thinking is impacting how you feel, what you do. And what you do is literally the results, right? The results that you get from your actions. So we want to pay attention to this. And then step three when we are feeling and thinking those things, we can take those deliberate actions to support yourself this winter. So you can get clear. What I would ask you to do now, kind of that we're done, almost done recording this episode, is try to get clear on what are your needs during this winter season? What are they? Do you need to lighten your schedule? Do you need to make some time, more time for completing the cycle? Do you need to get some more support for yourself? And then support those. And remember that you are worth investing your time and money in especially when you are hit with the winter blues, you might need and want some extra support. So I would love for you to take all these things you learned today and really apply it. And I believe in you and your power to take this information. And even if you never come in and see me again, I believe you can take this information and do so much with it. And I've seen the power in getting support and coming together in this Wife Teacher Mommy community. So I do have an invitation 
for you if you would like to take some deliberate action this winter to have your best winter yet by making an investment in yourself. Some of you are already in the clubs. You're already getting all this. Um, um, But it's not just a one-time podcast, but continually working with you not to just survive, but thrive this winter. So um, let me know if you'd like to hear a little bit more about this. And those of you who are already a member, it's some extra things that you're all going to get access to inside Wife Teacher Mommy Club. So you'll definitely want to hear about it. Um, But for those who aren't, we have a special offer that we've never done before that will give you the opportunity to try it out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it looks like Megan put it up for you all to check out. So um, I am teaching a masterclass um, next month. It is on December 7th. And we are going to take what we learned today to the absolute next level. It's not just a repeat of what we've done today. We're going to like review lightly what we talked about today to make sure everybody's on the same page. But then we're going to dive in deeper. Today, we learned about being an observer and our minds and emotions and how that can help us. But we are going to take, get an even deeper understanding of how, and we're going to help you to use this winter as an opportunity because it is an opportunity. The winter solstice is literally like a time for rebirth and renewal. And that's what winter can be for you. And I want to help it be that for you rather than trying to push through this. There's a rebirth, a renewal for you. We're going to help you get super clear on your needs, your wants and desires, and let go of the things that maybe aren't serving you anymore. We're going to process the emotions as these things come up. And whatever comes to the surface, you can raise your hand. There's going to be live coaching. I can coach you through it. Anybody who wants it during that workshop, you'll be able to raise your hand if you want to be coached. So um, all of you who are members are already invited to that. And then a few weeks later, on December 28th, we have our Winter Educate and Rejuvenate event that is happening where we will continue to support you and you'll have continued coaching support all season. So both of these things are included in Wife Teacher Mommy Club membership. But we also, for those of you who aren't a member yet, we have a special bundle that is going to get you some fun stuff, access to the two workshops, and three months of Wife Teacher Mommy Club. So um, you would get to attend this masterclass and then as a bonus and get a bunch of resources. And as a bonus, you'll get the coaching and winter educate and rejuvenate for free as a bonus with the bundle. So let me share um, this about this bundle with you. And I'm screen sharing right now for those who are either here live or watching on YouTube. But for those who are listening on the podcast later, I will be sure to narrate everything here. So for those of you who are already members, I know some of you here, you can access, again, these resources are in the member shop and the uh, master classes are already on your calendar. So this is stuff you have access to in your membership already. This offers for people who are not yet a member of Wife Teacher Mommy Club. So with this offer, you'll get access to tons of our resources. This is a one-time purchase for you that you can check out. And then you have the option of claiming three free months to Wife Teacher Mommy Club. Whether or not you decide to claim those right away, you'll get to attend the Surviving and Thriving Winter Masterclass. And there's an additional masterclass too. So I'm going to scroll through this, okay? So you don't have to dread winter. You're going to get admission to two live masterclasses and replays if you miss it. So the first one is the one, well, actually they're kind of in a different order. I wanted to do, I we ended up doing the resources one first because we realized, oh, you're probably gonna wanna start using them, right? So on November 30th, that is only 15 days from, I guess, when we're recording, by the time this goes live, even less, um, we're going to have a masterclass called the Top Teaching Activities for Winter. 
And basically, we're going to go through all the whole bundle that you're getting access to, which is a ton of resources, which I'm going to share with you in just a minute, and talk about the best ways to teach them and utilize the resources. So this bundle is the one that just collects dust on your shelf. I know you probably bought a lot of teacher bundles before, and you're like, am I actually going to use all this stuff? I'm going to help you to know how to actually use all this stuff. And Miranda, yes, all of these are in the club. So you would be able to access all these resources and the coaching calls are already in your membership for those who are members. And then on the seventh, we have this from surviving to thriving during the winter months live masterclass. So that is where we're going to take everything um, that we did today. We're going to really dive in deep. We're going to get clear on what it is that you need this winter, how you're going to have that rebirth and renewal this winter. So you're not only going to survive, but you're going to thrive this winter. I'm really excited for this workshop. I'm still planning the content. And honestly, like it is going to be one of my favorite workshops I've ever done, probably. Okay. Here's some reviews and then there's all the resources. So I'm going to, okay. And then here is winter educate and rejuvenate. So, um, remember if you purchase this bundle. So again, these are for the people who are not in the club yet, who will want to purchase the bundle. Um, you can claim three free months of wife teacher mommy club. Now you need to claim that in order to join us at educate and rejuvenate winter 2023, because this event is for members only. Um, but we have an incredible lineup of speakers. We have Kayla Jules from Miss Education. She is so funny. If you check her out on Instagram, she is doing a comedy for us. We have Lizzie Langston, who did the yoga meditation at the Summer Educate and Rejuvenate. If you um, if you didn't attend or if you attended that, and everybody loved her yoga meditation, she's coming back. So we're going to do yoga and meditation together. Um, I'm going to be doing a presentation. Then we're going to have a panel with all of our coaches, and Brittany Blackwell is going to be doing a session all about artificial intelligence and how you can use it to simplify things in the new year. Like who wants to just simplify things and have AI be their assistant, right? Yes. Tara said, joining Wife Teach Mommy Club was one of the best decisions I made in the last year. Putting my needs first while not feeling guilty about it because it has also so many amazing resources. I promise you won't regret joining. Thank you, Tara. And I love working with you in the club. And again, I recognize the names of those of you who come here regularly. I just love how we get to know each other in the club. Um, so here's the list of all the resources that are in the bundle. And again, if you're in the club, you can go through and find these in the shop. If you need help, we're happy to help you. Or like, if you just want a code for this bundle, email customer support. They'll be happy to get it to you if you have an active membership. No problem. Um, so you get the December and January writing prompts, $24 value. December are activities. Um, these are art projects, perfect for Christmas. And the whole month of December is a $4 value. December Math I Spy resources. Um, and that's for the full, like there's um, like a full grade span, um, $35 value. Holidays around the world resource resources. So this helps you really study about those holidays around the world. This one is super popular. There's a printable one. There's a digital one. There's like info pages that already have information about each of the holidays. It's full color. It's gorgeous. Um, that's the $19.99 value. The secret student writing activities for the secret Santa. That really helps build community. It's so much fun. Basically, each kid um, is assigned another kid to secretly write to. And we have writing prompts already written for you. And you get to like, they get to um, write to each other. And they're also supposed to be doing nice things for that person. Um, and then they report to you and write what they did. But then they also end up being nice to other people. So they don't throw their person on the scent, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want them to know that it's them. So I'm going to do something nice for this kid who isn't my secret person, you know, so they can't tell. So they just end up being so nice to each other. It's amazing. Um, we have the Christmas gumdrop at Candy Mac. 
Um, $15 value. These are so much fun. They're just like, who doesn't love doing map with candy? Kind of like the ones that you see a lot of times for like candy hearts and lucky charms, but with gumdrops. And we have the candy hearts and lucky charms for those of you in the club. Like be sure to download those later on in the year. Uh, we have the holiday punny cards for like just fun little gifts. You have the math and language arts, either sub plans or homeschool lesson plans, depending on if you're a teacher or homeschool parent. Um, and same thing. Oh, we just have that there twice. Small fraction of the bundle. And the snow day packets. These are amazing. So that's the $38 value. So all the resources, the two master classes and three months of wife teacher mommy club, which is a $95 value. Um, that's what the quarterly membership is. Um, so it's um, now that's what it is right now. Um, so it's four in here. It just kind of repeats it again here on the page. So you can click on that link and check it out. We're really excited about this Bust the Winter Blues bundle and how we're going to be able to help everybody out with their winter season. You know, the reason we combine the resources and the coaching is the resources are going to make that winter season so much more fun and engaging for you. Like we mentioned, we can make teaching more fun. They're also going to help save you time so you can make time for the coaching, which is really going to help you out in your life, just like everything we talked about on the podcast today. Okay, so I think I'm done sharing that. Oh, except what I want to share. So if you do decide, if you're not a member and you're like, I want to join, um, you'll click on the button. It'll take you to this checkout page. It'll look like this. I mean, if you want to add on, there's a winter reading passages too. And again, if you're a member, remember you already have access to you. Um, for the coupon, and this is just because I'm logged in as an admin, <laughs> um, but the coupon will auto apply. So you'll be able to check out for that. And then if you want to come to the Winter Edge Gate Rejuvenate and to get coaching other than just those two masterclasses, you want to come to our weekly coaching calls, you want in on the coaching, you need to redeem your quarterly membership here to get the free three months because we don't auto enroll you in that. You have to choose to enroll in that. You can buy the bundle without enrolling in the club. And here's the Wife Teacher Mommy Club isn't just for people who have all three titles. The benefits of Wife Teacher Mommy Club should be known to all those getting into teaching. The coaching, even if you only observe, is amazing. Teaching has changed since I started 13 years ago. Wife Teacher Mommy helped me to find myself and my joy again while saving me so much time finding resources. Ooh, Tara, I should have read that one on the recording. We might have to edit that one in. I agree with you. And yeah, we tried to add on the page because Wife Teacher Mommy, I named it literally about myself like way back when I just had a baby. So that was like fresh on my mind, right? But it really is like you only need one of them, right? You need to be just a teacher, really. Or like, if, if you're a homeschool parent and for whatever reason, teacher doesn't resonate with you, you are a teacher, but mommy, you know, as long as you feel this work resonates with you. Yeah, it's not women only. It's not wives only. You don't have to be married. You don't have to be all the things. Okay, so um, that is what we have to offer you today. And I know that was a little longer of an offer than I usually share on the podcast. Usually that's more of like a webinar. But chances are, if you're still listening, you're maybe thinking about it. We've been together, like this has been a longer podcast than usual, which is totally fine. And, but if you're still here, you're like, really like interested in this. You really love what you're learning. So really think it would be worth just a few more minutes. Click on that link and check it out. And you could join these masterclasses. They'll be so much fun. Okay, well, that is it for the podcast today. We have some incredible episodes coming out for all of you though. Make sure you are subscribed to the show so you don't miss them. I actually had an awesome guest who was going to be on next week. Her name is Sunny Smith. She's a doctor and a life coach. So she's participated in a bunch of research studies and has lots of data behind why coaching works and how it works and how it literally rewires your brain. 
But unfortunately, due to just a scheduling conflict, we did have to reschedule that interview. It's still coming, but it just won't be next week. So instead, I didn't have time to record something new to keep up with my recording schedule I want to keep up with. So what we're going to do is we're going to take one of our recent member model mastery calls from a while back. I'm going to record a little intro explaining it. And you're going to get a little piece of what it's like in the club to listen to the private podcast and hear a replay of a model mastery call. Not any of the actual coaching, because we really keep that for our members. That is like sacred work here. And we don't want to put any of your coaching out there without permission. It'll be me teaching. Okay, but until then, be sure to check out the Best of Winter Blues bundle. The link is in your show notes. Sarah said Dusty was in the first group, group to join the club and have regretted it ever because Sarah and our team are amazing. Sarah, you're amazing. We have so many amazing people in here. I love you all. Okay, but we'll see you all soon. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And to make your podcast experience even more personalized, I'd love to send you a custom podcast playlist of my top recommended episodes for you that I think will be the most helpful based on where you are in your journey. Simply go to wifeteachermommy.com slash podcast quiz and answer a few simple questions. It'll take less than two minutes and you'll have your custom playlist sent your way. Plus, you'll get updates when we release new episodes and get an exclusive clip from a coaching call sent to you every single week. So you'll get even more free content to help you live your best life. You've got nothing to lose. So what are you waiting for? Go to wifeteachermommy.com slash podcast quiz now.